0: Welcome to the Life Church podcast. We're broadcasting from Coralville, Iowa. For more information about Life Church, to watch a live stream, or to find a campus near you, go to LifeChurchNow.org. Hey, glad to see all of you here. We're pleased if you're watching online or Cedar Rapids, particularly welcome. Um, hey, one of our values here at Life Church is. Um, Authenticity, and you've heard recently, if you've been among us for a while, uh, Pastor Rich primarily, and I did one of the lessons, but uh, on our values, the eight values that that are supreme about how we operate, uh, the Bible being one of those, of course, and the first one, but uh, one of them is authenticity, in other words, being real, uh, not having to pretend or being some sort of uh, some spiritual game face that we put on and pretend something that we're not so it's uh no problem for me to say to you and for you to admit that sometimes life is tough sometimes life is very tough sometimes life is very tough for a long time I heard some um, indications that I'm talking to people who live real life, so awesome. So so the issue is, though, uh, other things that we need to know that can help us survive when the water is this high up to our eyes and we think we're going down, okay? That's the deal. So I'm going to look at a passage here from uh, Joshua chapter 3. Uh, If you have a Bible, you might want to turn to James chapter 1. We'll get to that eventually. You'll see some context that I think is really important. But here in Joshua chapter 3, here's the whole background. So uh, uh, Moses had led the people out of bondage, the people of Israel out of bondage in Egypt, Brought them out into desert regions. Uh, there was some disobedience, and for that, even though God had told some stark, terrible disobedience, told the Israelite people and Moses that He had a land for them, and He was promised them the promised land that they were to get to, um, they did not get to. They wandered purposely from God 40 days, excuse me, 40 days, wrong story, uh, 40 years. Uh, Without direction, they never got in. But now Joshua is the leader of the people and God has said now is the time he takes them over to the east side of the Jordan and uh, begins to speak to him and then he to the people about what it's going to take to walk in, uh, gain access to and take possession of this promised land. So here we go, Joshua chapter 3 verse 3. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. You might just let that ring again in your head, since you've never been this way before. Christy and I um, have been parents Uh, for 33 years. Um, We've been parents of two kids for 29 years. Parents of three children for 27 years. And so, you know, uh, we sort of have concluded we know a little bit about raising children, you know. We figured out how to relate to them well, and, and we get along very well with them, and we are so blessed they choose to come and spend time with us, which is uh, amazing, we believe. so, uh, But that's the case. But I remember, you know, when we had um, uh, the second one. Do you recall what it's like to dress up kids to go outside in the winter? When they're zero and four. <laughs> and he had a third child of that and... There's another dynamic, yeah, and uh, you discover that oh, the second child is not the same personality as the first child. Well, I had that first child done because they were so much like me, um, or seems like they are. So all that stuff, you know, and, and it comes to certain points in the child-rearing stage where I had to say, especially with my firstborn, who is a strong-willed <coughs> child. Uh, God, I need another impartation of grace for this level that we're at right now, for this dynamic, because what I have is not good enough. It's my way of saying, (laughs) I admit, I've not been this way before. All right? So um, I do smile, though, a lot when uh, a couple has a child and then uh, the child's been very meek and mild, and they don't know that, but, but it has. And then they get a second child, and they're just so overwhelmed because now they really know <laughs> what it's like to have a normal child. And uh, I just smile, you know, mm, yeah, yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, but for us, it was the first child. But anyway, there were, about six years ago, there's a time that in a nine-month period of time, all three of our children were married. Yeah, that's a budget hitter. <laughs> and uh, so our family dynamics are relating to our children now include uh, an additional member, uh, in laws. And we, God did a fabulous job of matching up our children and their spouses. It's just excellent. And we love them all immensely. But they're different, and that's a different dynamic to your family. Um, And now we've added five grandchildren. We've added, it was all Christian, Christianized doing, of course. Uh, Five grandchildren, and and, you know, uh, you have company over, and you have those wonderful uh, beings who we love immensely, and your house is torched, you know? And it didn't used to be that way, and and you forgot you had to put plants up, and things like that. But anyway, we've never been this way before, and that's true for a lot of us. We think we have been where you're at right now, and the things you're doing in life right now. You think, "Yeah, I've done this before," and so uh, you don't think that there's anything new or or unique about this. But once you begin looking and expecting that, even though if you're still in the same place uh, of residence, in the same place for your job. With the same children, you've never been this way, quite like you are here right now in this moment in time. It's different. So be careful because you've never been this way before. So back to Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Would you repeat that after me? Stand in the river. It's going to become very, very important. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. See, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. And as soon as, say as "as soon as. As soon as the priests, as soon as the priests, who carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan? Its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. And yes, we believe the scripture is true, so we believe this is a true story. And so, if you were were, were hearing this, you're expecting, whoa, this is going to be quite an awesome sight to see. Water stacked up. But hey, it's like what I remember we were told about um, in our ancestors' days when Moses and the people of Israel coming from Egypt come up to the Red Sea and Moses sticks out his staff and parts the water and everyone for hours upon hours walks through safe on dry land. But... You can hear some murmuring going on. Moses just stuck out his staff and the water parted. Why would we need to go stand in some stinking filthy water? See, we know all about this stuff. We know how water is parted. You don't have to go stand in the water. Here's the question. Is it only God when it's something that's familiar to you? That's a heavy question. See, you've never been this way before, and I'll show you. So, when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now, the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. So, we've just sh- uh, given a little bit of information here. It's uh, a time of year when it's harvest time. What happens at harvest time, which is fairly normal, this says, the that Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest time. That's normal. Water is outside the banks. There's stuff rushing down, uh, stuff that's not normally in the water being gathered up from the banks and the sides of the water, and it's all rushing down. So somewhere along the line, you know, uh, perhaps you know how wide and how deep the Jordan River really is sometimes, but right at this moment, how wide and how deep is it? When do I step in at a point and the drop-off comes? But okay, so there's enough willingness to believe God that they say, all right, we'll go, in, we'll, we'll go in the water. But here, we need to stop for a moment. If you've got your James, uh, two pass- James chapter one passage open, here's we have to understand something. We have to understand how God works. And, and just to make this very clear and have you give you a New Testament reference, this is a passage of Scripture that God has had to work in me. He's chosen to work in me, and I don't know why. Um, but, you know, sometimes we just are hard-headed and don't learn the lessons, I guess. But, um, and sometimes it's just God's truth that he wants to sink deeper and deeper. But James chapter 1 says this. We have to know how God works so we get the full appreciation here back in uh, the Old Testament. James 1, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lack nothing, and I would add, in this stage of your life. Now if you're like me, you, uh, yeah, the hardship I'm in right now, I ask God for it, because I think this will be so joyous. We, don't, we, we, we do not consider our trials and hardships joy, do we? So, I'm not an advocate of changing scripture for the purpose of making it meet my expectations. But I do rewrite scripture at times to make it more understandable to me and see how I can take the next good step towards uh, what actually is said. And so here's the Wayne L. Hefner version of this verse. It says, consider it pure joy. Well, at least of great potential benefit. My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you need to know... You may not yet, but you need to know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance is required to finish a work so that you can be mature and complete, not like anything in this stage of your life. And at this point, we go, hmm, would that God would have asked a few of us to write that passage instead of just writing it the way he did? But here's the deal. It is when we face trials of many kinds of great potential benefit because of what can come out of it if we cooperate. If we're not just always rebuking this and that and everything else or moaning and whining and complaining and understanding a process that is God's. See, it requires us to know those things. So that you may mature, be mature and complete, not lack anything. Well, that's what I want, God. I want to be be mature and complete. I want to be uh, effective at living this Christian life. I want to I live out your word well. mature and complete, not well. if that's what you're after, then perseverance we're going backwards here. then perseverance must finish its work. Well. How long does perseverance need in order for it to finish its work? And as I look right here for the answer I see, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know how long perseverance is required to do its work. Sometimes it has to do with our cooperation, because sometimes God will take us always God will take us the easiest way we'll come into a new path, uh, so it can be harder or it can be harder. But sometimes we're just plain ignorant. We don't know that that this is an opportunity, that the testing of our faith is actually what puts into motion the need to persevere. Perseverance is simply just having trust, faith over a prolonged period of time. So, which is different than just existing, surviving over a long period of time. All right? So, The testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work and for you to mature and complete, not lacking anything where you're at right now. So there's a process, God's process. It is God's process, and you can't skirt around God's process. You don't get to write the process. You do get to walk the process. So, Again, faith is the confidence that what God says is true even though there's no empirical proof to show that what you're believing is true. It's trusting in his word. Trusting. Trusting. Not, not, not the human hoping. Fingers crossed and our legs crossed. I'm hoping I survive. It's belief that what God says is true uh, and will be true in your situation also. And perseverance is a precursor to deeper faith. So, if you want your afflictions to reduce, strengthen your life, you can't stare at what is temporary. Now, it's there. I'm not saying don't, don't acknowledge there. You can't stare at it. Okay? And some of us are great starers, all right? That's well developed. That ability in our in ourselves to stare at the problems, but we have to believe that there's a purpose for the persevering. It's not just because God wants to make us miserable. See, I told you God was a killjoy, like they told you in church years ago. And He doesn't want you mess having great fun. And He's just looking for you to f- have fun. He's going to smack you so that you cut that out. No. There's a purpose to perseverance, and he's working stuff in us that cannot be worked any other way. Like it or not, then it's our job to embrace the process, all right? So when we understand perseverance is God's process, the testing of our faith, then we are able to cooperate and be willing to go places we've never been before, meaning we might have to look a little different than we've looked at things before, meaning we might have to actually do some things different than we did before, okay? So, we go back to Joshua then, and we're told this about, uh, skipping just ahead a little bit, we're told this. Yet, as soon as the priests, Who carried the ark, reached the Jordan, and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. Ooh, take out your camera phones. This will get some attention on social media. Now... In spite of what you may believe, I wasn't there at the time. Uh, But but imagine like this, you know, like humans, real live humans, all right? So they're supposed to pick out 12 priests, one from each of the 12 tribes, to carry this uh, uh, Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders to go out in front of the rest of the people first. So they are... All lined up, and I'm stepping in front of this for a minute. But and so, so you have uh, Obadiah and Jedidiah, and they've all got their, you know, the arcs right up here, and you've got uh, uh, Yodidiah and Ricky Greenadiah and, and 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 Josh Meisneridiah, and 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 Jairus Beckidiah, you know, and, and four others, whom research hopefully will identify at some point in time, but. So, so, so they've got this Ark of the Covenant and they're, they're over here. Now remember, it's that flood stage. Somewhere when I step out here, I don't I can't see what all's down there. I do know that this is not normally a place where water runs. So there might be some stuff that has not been washed away yet by uh, water. Some hazards that are gonna trip me up, turn my ankle, and even worse, dump the Ark into the river. So gingerly, you gotta, you gotta think this is done very gingerly. And they... The, Everybody ready? Ready? Yeah, we're ready. One, one. I got my toe in. <laughs> anything happening? No, no. Nope. All right. Both feet. I got two feet in. See anything happening? No, no. You're in the back. Hey, see it? No, nope. no. Nope. Okay, he said, when we get in the water. So it must mean meant all of us. So we all have to get in the water. Now, just think at this process. This isn't fast. Everyone's being real careful. They can't see the exact placement of the last person who stepped and where that safe step is. So, and they do not know when, but they do know it is going to drop off at some point and the bank goes down to the normal river bottom. So, here they are, they're out there in the water. They're out there in the water, waist deep. Hey, do you see anything happening? Anything happening? No, no, nothing's happening. And it's cold, man, cold and fast and dirty and ugly, and man, that, that stump just went past and clipped my knee. And, and they get out there, look, anything happen? Now, here's the problem. They missed that God did not say when he was going to turn off the water, he was going to stop it right there. He did tell them he would do it at Adam, 21 miles north upstream. So... You're in the water of your situation. And you do believe God is faithful. You can't make sense out of this situation, but you're in the water, so is the water off? Once you cry cried out to God, it is. Well, then what's all that stuff out there? I, I don't see any change whatsoever in my situation. Yeah. But that stuff is the stuff you have to persevere through uh, since you did what God asked you to do in standing firm in this place and he already did what he's going to do in that place. There will come a time when those two meet, but God is faithful, he is trustworthy. And so these priests are downstairs, mm, mm, look at this water. Those people up at Dom, look at that water! Woo-hoo! All right? So, the principle is as a soon, the as soon as principle is this. You need to understand the issue is not what you see God do. The issue is what God says he will do. You remember Daniel? Some of you know the story of Daniel, also in the Old Testament. Fasted for 21 days, seeking deliverance from, from the Lord in his situation, situation he was part of. And finally, the angel breaks through and tells him uh, uh, what well, he most likely was wondering, what the heck's going on? This is taking forever. And the angel says, hey, your, 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 your prayer was answered the moment that you prayed it. But it's taken this long to get through to you meaning the spiritual warfare, the dynamics that none of us see that are all going on, that God deals with, works in, while he's working some stuff into us. (laughs) Such a normal thing. Remember, it's that the water is at harvest time, and it is flooded, normal says the scripture in this passage, all right? So, the problem is just because we don't see it coming, we think it's not coming. We tend to believe that if there's a delay in our situation, then the answer's not on the way. We're very interested, most of us, in water walking faith, but I'm gonna propose to you that what most of us really need first is water waiting faith? By the way, can I, can I, can I, this? Hope you don't have tomatoes with you, okay? In the scriptures, Jesus never asked anyone to walk on water. We have these stories, and, and, and Peter's, you know, wagging finger at Jesus. Peter asked if he could come out to Jesus. Jesus led him, but that wasn't a command. And we hear that passage always preached about, see, you should have more faith. You're supposed to be able to. Jesus knew he wasn't going to survive out there. I'm not saying God will not use us to do some miraculous things. I'm saying much before we need water-walking faith, we need water-waiting faith. We're talking about Maturity not goosebump preaching, all right? All right, now that I've offended some of you. All right, so, faith really means trust. There's some overlaps and some different nuances, but in other words, the confidence that what God says is true, even though there's no empirical evidence to prove it. Well, in other words, said a different way, it's the conviction that any time God says, or has said anything, he is always right. That's why Pastor Rich said last week, or two weeks ago it was, with regard to this, we have to eat this. It has to be in us. It's for our own good. It's not, to, not for a spiritual checklist that you mark off and say, Oh, I prayed and, 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 and yeah, I read a couple verses today. I'm not saying how much you need to read. I'm saying you need to read. Faith comes by hearing, hearing through the word of God, says Romans. Faith comes by hearing God's word. Faith comes by hearing God's word. Faith comes, faith comes, faith comes. Faith is created out of nothing that you had any ability to create, but it comes into you by reading the word, whether you saw, fell, or anything, by reading the word of God, okay. Faith comes. All right, and then it's deepened by trials and temptations, which we have to keep reading, keep reminding ourselves, this is true, this is true, this is true, this is true, this is true. <clears throat> Philippians 1, six. he who began a good work in you will, in fact, see it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. A work has been started. There, there's, there's, there's fashioning going on. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship or his craftsmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he prepared in advance for us to do. He's got purposes for your life. It's not just to survive until you get dead and can go to heaven, get out of this terrible, miserable world. And he's working on us though because the work is significant for us to do on his behalf. The difference between boat riders and water-awaiting people is the desire to be transformed and used, to grow, not be kept safe. And so it's a choice, it's our choice Your choice, whether the waiting time will be productive or not, or if you view it as an unnecessary, absolutely undesirable, uh, wicked thing that has to be endured and you curse it the entire time. Now, uh, Hebrews 13 says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you, the words of God. Never, 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 never. Who's the you? You. You. Okay, you, you. Now I want to say some something very important to some of you sitting here. Because I know you're having a little trouble. <clears throat> some of you wrestle now or have a long period in your life with depression or anxiety. And I know all about it, okay? Some people know this about me. Uh, ever since I started a ministry in... Um, 1985, this manifested, and I've had to deal with it my life since then, in spite of lots of fasting, in spite of lots of prayer, ministry times, and all kinds of conferences and settings. Um, sometimes you hear stuff like this, rah, 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 the normal Christian stuff. You're sitting here and worship, and... It's not even as a Christian that you don't believe these things are true. There are certain times that something comes upon you. And for me, it seems to be a chemical imbalance. But um, come upon... And you just don't want to hear that. It just places a demand on you to change your attitude. and, And you do not... Literally do not have the ability to change your attitude. So people... Come else, hey, come on, stay in there, that kind of stuff. So if you're in that spot, I'm speaking to you. I'm not condemning you, okay? What, what I want you to do is I want you to promise you to do two things. I want you to not just throw this out because God is going to work in your situation in the long run, but you need to do some things, and, and, and probably uh, since you've been trying to do this on your own, it's not working, probably you need some help, okay? So you're going to need to go to a doctor. You're physician your family physician and say hey here's what i'm I'm struggling with it's a very common thing you may need drugs for a period of time you may need to be in them for most of your life it may take some time to find the right mixture okay we're not a group we have a lot of we have a number of people i know well here who wrestle with the same thing and when you're in an environment that says you just have to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and obey god just exactly perfectly and if you do that you're going to be okay isn't quite that simple and yet even in your situation right now you can god can come through for you but it's going to be longer than you think probably and you're going to have to tell somebody that you're really in this situation and then so that they can make sure that you did do step two and that is you're gonna to have to make an appointment with your doctor will you do that okay you don't have to identify yourself but will you do that that's what you need you can't do it by yourself You're challenged to believe anything is true other than what you see as true through the lens of these eyes and this heart, okay? I know that. But let's go to the next slide. Here here, here it all comes, though. In wrap-up, we all need to remember whether we're fighting uh, a mental challenge or whether we're just otherwise common people stuck in a horrendous situation. Consider it, decide to look at it as a great potential benefit. Because you now know, maybe you didn't before, but as you now know, the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance as a work assigned by God that it has to finish before you graduate on to the next place of your faith walk so some water hazards you just need to be in the lookout this is a recap of everything we've already looked at Uh, a willingness uh, to go where you've never been before because maybe you aren't (laughs) Uh, you need to stop questioning God's life why do I have to do that why 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 he doesn't look like he's making those people have to go through that questioning God's timing what the heck I prayed about this three months ago, and I still don't have a significant other in my life. Questioning God's word. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, it's there, I see it. I, I'm not, I don't really know if it's for today, though. Water hazards to be aware of. So, <clears throat> Here's the deal. Um, The question is, what is the water you're standing in? What's raging around you? Maybe, and there's a number of people who've been in this situation, you you have a sick uh, spouse or family member who's been challenged for a very long period of time. I prayed for uh, someone after last service. And my father passed away this past June after being in uh, home hospice for 17 months. Uh, when I had gone out to Ohio uh, the previous um, February, uh, we thought it would be a fairly, to arrange Hospital, we thought it would be a pretty, pretty short period of time, but it wasn't. And for my mom, who was 84 years old, taking care of dad in all this time with changing moods and changing memory some of you know what that's like maybe it's your spouse who's in the hospital and has been for a while or is in a nursing home I know of two people in this congregation who have had their spouses for a very protracted period of time in the hospital or nursing home and they can no longer go see them personally because of covid or or we're not able to and one of them died without their spouse ever again being able to talk to them face to face that's a knife cutter maybe you've been agonizing over a new church and you, you needed to make a new church decision maybe this is it maybe this isn't But you discovered, man, it's pretty darn near impossible to find a place like what I used to like about my other church. We have a number of grandparents here in this body who are raising their grandchildren. Think of that at the age of 65, 70, or 75. And all the while they're agonizing about the shape of their own child who is not able to bring up the grandchildren they're raising. Maybe it's just simply, you know, you believe a certain thing about all this uh, pandemic stuff and mandates, and, and, and you've had it to hear with the people who don't believe that way, and you want to scream. Maybe you believe the other way <laughs> about masks and the COVID stuff and the mandates, and you can't believe that other people don't believe how you believe, and you want to scream. Scream. Most of us are always in something, aren't we? Something going on. So in a moment, I'm gonna have us all stand just in a moment and we'll sing one last song as we normally do. Uh, but here's, here's what I want you to uh, be thinking about. What is it that you need God to change in your perspective so that you will be able to go through what you're finished and going through and make it be of great benefit. All right. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're watching online, whether you're in Cedar Rapids, I'm going to encourage you to uh, take advantage of prayer. If you're in one of our physical locations, you can come up front to the corners. Our prayer teams are coming now, members, and it's an opportunity for you to get prayer for something that you need. All right. Now, it would be a shame if you needed prayer for anything, maybe about this message, maybe not having to do with this message, but if you left here and you didn't get prayer, that'd be just a real shame, right? Now, what happens if you go over there and you have to wait in line? Wait in line. God will still use the time. I would encourage you to do that. Don't let that put you off. All right? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you that you are a God who... Begins, works, and finishes them. That you see inside of each heart and mind right now, you know where the holes are. You know how deep the hole is. You know exactly what's needed and how long it will take to get us out. But we pray, get us out. Give us the mindsets, the disposition, and in the midst of it, ultimately, an ability to be joyful in the midst of all of this stuff. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.